Have you ever wanted to question your doctor or endocrinologist's advice or recommendations after leaving an appointment? Now obviously we're not going to be telling you to go against medical advice in this episode, nothing is medical advice given here, but you might be using some outdated strategies and it might be important for you to question why and when these strategies were started and are they still working? So in today's episode we're going to dive deeper into the rules that we've been given for diabetes management and how there may be some new, more beneficial options for you out there. So, without any further ado, let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. A couple days ago, uh, I was driving home from a nice workout at the gym, and uh, as I was sitting at a red light at an intersection, I saw an ambulance coming from the opposite direction. And as the ambulance was trying to get through the intersection, there was, you know, a lot of traffic, and so the, the cars were actually holding the ambulance from getting through. And it was so packed up with cars that it just it could not wiggle its way through and get past the intersection. As a result, this ambulance was going bonkers. And I mean, it was throwing the sirens and the alarms and just all the bells and whistles were going off. Like, there was something going on, whether they're going to an accident or maybe they had someone in the back that was in cardiac arrest or something intense because they were gonna get through that intersection. That was their entire goal. And as a result, notice something curious, and that was that the cars that were blocking the ambulance had a decision to make. And that was, do I obey the law that says I can't go past this line at the intersection because it's a red light, or do I obey the law that says the ambulance has to get through so I have to move to the side? And ultimately the cars did move, you know, they parted like the Red Sea and the ambulance took off and they kept going, you know, uh, lights and sirens are going crazy and it took off to hopefully help somebody and uh, save the day. But those cars were in the middle of the intersection and they had broken the law of stopping at the line for a red light. And ultimately, recognizing that the rules might not be concrete or that they might be flexible depending on the situation. You know, stopping at a red light, yes, very important because you don't want to crash. But in that situation, the ambulance was going crazy. Everybody around saw that there was an ambulance, so all traffic had ceased. You know, nobody was in the intersection. And these cars made a choice to go into it, break that quote-unquote rule because the other rule states, get out of the way for the ambulance. And it made me think about these rules that we follow as type 1 diabetics, you and I. And how initially, upon diagnosis, we're given this quote-unquote rule book of rules to follow. The, the quick wins that they're hoping are going to help us get back up on our feet with this new diagnosis. And of course, it's massively helpful um, to get you back on your feet after a life-altering diagnosis like that. At least for me, it was important to have some semblance of first steps, you know, of a, a rule book that I can follow and hope that it works out. But if you've been living with this disease for a while like myself, you and I both know that the rules don't always stick around. In fact, diabetes rarely plays by the rules. <laughs> and so looking at these uh, rules that have been established as the ultimate truths of diabetes management, when you turn around and question them, don't necessarily hold, right? So we look at the different rules, a couple of them that come to mind. Uh, the rule of 15 states that anytime you have a hypoglycemic episode or if you have a low blood sugar, you eat 15 grams of carbs, 
wait 15 minutes, and then recheck, right? If you're still low, you do it again. Eat 15 grams of carbs, wait 15 minutes, recheck. Not low? Cool, you made it, stop. But the idea is 15 carbs every 15 minutes until you're not low anymore. And that rule itself is wrong. Here's what I mean, bear with me. That rule is a great starting point. It's a great generic approach to a low blood sugar, and in most cases will help you to fix it. But not all low blood sugars are the same. In fact, I made an entire episode on that topic alone. You can go back, you know, probably six months ago to go check it out. But low blood sugars need to be treated differently depending on the surrounding variables. If you have a low blood sugar with insulin on board, that's going to be treated much differently than a low blood sugar with zero insulin on board. What about a low blood sugar in the middle of an activity or a run or a soccer game versus a low blood sugar while sitting on the couch and watching a movie? very different situations that require a different approach. There is no one size fits all with that rule. Another rule that of course, uh, for some reason 15 seems to be the favorite number of medical professionals everywhere, <laughs> but the 15 minute pre-bolus. And if you're unfamiliar with the pre-bolus, it's the idea that you should take your, your insulin, your mealtime insulin, about 15 minutes before you start eating, and that should help with the postprandial spike or the post-meal rise in blood sugars. Now, yes, great place to start, but is the 15-minute pre-bolus a concrete rule that you can rely on? No, it's wrong. <laughs> it's another rule that we can throw out because the pre-bolus needs to be a dynamic approach as well. The pre-bolus is an art form. It is less science and more art than anything else that I've encountered. And the reason for that is that the pre-bolus needs to be dynamic and needs to be shifted depending on those surrounding variables as well, right? If you are low, you probably shouldn't give insulin and wait for 15 minutes. Of course, not medical advice, none of this is, but you get the point, right? If you're super high, the pre-bolus itself might shift, right? Because maybe your blood sugars are too high to go jumping into cake. <laughs> you might have to wait a bit for the insulin to hit. Uh, you know, insulin on board is gonna shift that. If you're in the middle of an activity, it's gonna shift that. The pre-bolus is not always going to be 15 minutes. Are there times where 15 minute pre-bolus would work perfectly? Yes, absolutely. But is it going to work perfectly every single time? No. Sometimes you might need five minutes. Sometimes you might need zero. Sometimes you might need to eat first and then pre-bolus. Well, that doesn't make sense. Eat first and then bolus and <laughs> take your insulin. Sometimes it might need to be longer than 15. The idea is that that's more of a fluid concept. It's more of a dynamic approach. It is not a one size fits all. So that rule, throw it out, okay? You need to recognize these are our starting points. The 15 minute rule. Eat 15 grams of sugar, wait 15 minutes. Starting point. It gives you that rule of, I know how to treat low blood sugars. It gives you that confidence to start taking care of your diabetes on your own. But it is not the end-all be-all for, for treating low blood sugars. There's different approaches. The 15-minute pre-bolus. Is that going to work every single time? No. But it's a great starting point. It gives you this idea that, hey, I should probably take my insulin before I eat, not an hour later. Right? Like there's this starting point that they're gonna give you to get you back up and on your feet on diagnosis day, but that cannot be the strategy that you stick with long-term. Another one is going to be the 50-50 bolus-basal ratio. Your basal and bolus should be 50% and 50%. Wrong. These are all going to shift based on your lifestyle, your dietary choices, your activity levels, the fact that you're in honeymoon phase or not. These are all going to shift. And yes, starting point, right? It helps the endos and doctors to, to have something to aim for. Okay? But it is not the concrete rule that you will live by for the rest of your life. In fact, our insulin needs are going to shift 
on a day-to-day, week-to-week, year-to-year basis, depending on different factors in your life. So no, the 50-50 rule of Basil and Bullis does not always apply, but it's a great starting point. So you can see the trend here. We've got these starting points, but they don't last forever, right? Is low carb the best option for all type 1 diabetics? No! Throw that out. Great place to start. Why? Because it limits the variables behind diabetes. Carbohydrates can be tricky, right? Especially because there's different types of carbohydrates. Some that cause spikes faster, some that are more slower absorbing. But you don't want to learn about that on day one, so it's a great starting point. Hey, maybe you should limit your carbs initially. But long term, should you be locked into low carb if you don't like it? No, throw it out. If you enjoy low carb, cool. Not knocking you, all right? <laughs> Not knocking you. Anyways, you don't have to follow these things though long term. You need to challenge them. Ask why is that rule in place? Why are the 15s so important? Why is the 50 50 in place? Why do I have to eat low carb? Somebody else told me that I can eat high carb and fruit and veggie smoothies all day and it works. And wouldn't you know it does for certain people, but this has to be a custom and individualized approach. And you have to recognize that diabetes management is not static. Okay? It's a dynamic approach that is required in order to live your best life while maintaining in-range blood sugars. Diabetes is not 2 plus 2 equals 4. Diabetes is A plus B equals C. The variables can change, but the equation remains the same. You see how that works? Yes, the pre-bolus is important and should be part of your life, but sometimes A equals 5 and B equals 2, other times they're both 0, right? It's going to change the answer, but the equation remains consistent. This is why we have a formula that we teach. Formula-driven diabetes management is the best way to go approach this. And within your diabetes management, you have to recognize that it's, there's going to be an art side of it. There is no one answer for every single situation ever because we have 42 different variables, more than that actually, now that we've studied some more on these, that you have to worry about. And each of those variables is going to correspond and interact in different ways. And then of course you have a new variation of the equation. So there's a reason that blood sugars don't always respond to the exact same 15 minute rule as we were once told. And they weren't meant to. That was your starting point. You have to get curious about these things. Ask why do I follow those rules that were made up 20 years ago? Things have changed. We now have algorithms that help with our insulin pumps. And we have this way to calculate insulin on board. We have a deeper understanding of diabetes so we need to change our strategies as a result. It's time to throw your T1D rule book out the window and start writing your own rules for you because you are not one among many. You are an individual and you need to be treated that way. So within your diabetes management, start approaching this uh, with more of a curious mindset. Look around and ask, why do my blood sugars do what they're doing? Does the rule that I was taught 20, 30, 40 years ago still apply? And in some cases, maybe it was a rule you learned last year. You know, maybe you were just taught about the pre -bolus. Great, great starting point. But get curious, ask why, and start looking at how you can shift to a more dynamic approach. In order to do that, I know this is not a popular thing, but I want you to have this freedom and flexibility that you can have with type one in order to achieve stable and consistent blood sugars that cooperate you will have to put the work in and it starts with a deeper understanding of why blood sugars do what they do. I mentioned earlier the pre-bolus, we'll use that as an example, although any of these could be used as a perfect example, but the pre-bolus, 15 minutes for each meal, right? Take your insulin, wait 15 minutes, eat your food. No, 
It's gonna shift dramatically based on the macronutrient content of the meal, carbs, fats, proteins, right? Uh, it's gonna shift dramatically based on the activity levels leading up to that meal, that previous day, the week that you're in. It's gonna dr dramatically differ based on your hydration and your existing insulin on board and your sleep quality and all these different things come into play. And if you don't know how those different variables interact, you will never have perfect control. You will never even have near perfect control. It's gonna feel like a frustrating blood sugar roller coaster that you just can't seem to step off. Things aren't going to make sense until you make sense of them. And it all starts with learning and understanding and empowering yourself to become a diabetes management master. All right? This isn't something we asked for. I didn't, I mean, I don't know about you, I didn't want diabetes. But when I finally decided, hey, I gotta learn this thing because it's not going away, at least not anytime soon. When I made that choice to discover what my blood sugars are going to do through different varieties of situations and how my blood sugars respond to different variables like exercise, different types of foods, sleepless nights, that is when I saw a pivotal moment change in my life where I was able to start predicting where blood sugars were gonna go to assign a bit more certainty to my blood sugars. And when you have certainty behind your blood sugars, less mystery behind what's going on, it equals less frustration, more freedom, more clarity, and more flexibility with the choices that you make in life, which ultimately, as we know, leads to a higher quality of life. That's what you deserve. So get curious, ask why the heck do I follow these rules, all right? Uh, the rules, you know, a lot of them were built to be a great starting point, but we've established them as these concrete rules that can't be shifted. But as we learned with the, the ambulance example, right? Sometimes other rules can overpower the existing rules or the rules that we know are in existence can have a bit more fluidity to them. I move out of the way for the ambulance, even though I had to cross the line and go into an intersection because there was a red light. Well, the ambulance overruled that rule, right? Situational experience is gonna shift the way that you look at things and rightly so. so Look at the rules that you're following, question them, and uh, of course, personalize it. So that's all I got for you guys today. Hopefully you found this one useful. Be sure to look at the way you're managing your diabetes, see if it is serving you at the highest level. And of course, if you want more info, there's a special training that I did that I do for my clients all the time. We go deeper into these topics, looking at how does exercise specifically shift blood sugars? What about different types of exercises? Ooh, different types of foods. What if you are low carb versus vegan versus keto versus eat whatever you want? There's different approaches, different pre-boluses, different low treatments, different basal bolus percentages. Everything changes when it becomes unique to you. And when you discover your formula, your entire life is gonna change. And the first step, as I mentioned, is understanding. So go check out a training that I did. It's gonna give you a lot more understanding and clarity on why blood sugars are doing what they're doing. You can find that for free over at diabetesinaction.com. It's going to be the best first step for you. And of course, you're gonna get more info, so take notes. All right, I'll see you over there. Have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you next week and keep up the fight.